0: Five, six, five, four, three, two, one, 0 All engines running, commit Off.
1: Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928, that's one 1- Eight four four triple seven swat or you can email us at askatswatradio.com that's askatswatradio.com and if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live you can also send your questions to facebook or twitter at swat radio talk is the handle that is at swat radio talk well today is tuesday and it is officially trump's last full day in office some of the news headlines that i found interesting is on his last day he announces that he's going to go through with his plan for the National Garden of American Heroes. It plans to have twenty two hundred 200 statues. That was uh, something he talked about over the summer. Uh, the Trump administration also declares that China committed genocide. That's big words. They prompt the State Department to review it and, and have potential uh, sanctions. In other news, Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton had a podcast. Uh, I guess people did listen to it and found out that Pelosi uh, said that the American religious right was willing to sell out the whole democracy, uh, sell it down the river over abortion. Um, they also floated theories that uh, Putin was, in fact, the one responsible for the the uh, Capitol riots. Um, Mitch, This comes as Mitch McConnell says that. Uh, Trump provoked the Capitol riots and spread lies about the election. Uh, In other news, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer are working to ink a Senate power sharing deal and a filibuster agreement. Um, The Democrats have been looking to go after the filibuster. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Uh, Also two national guard members were removed from inauguration detail because they had militia ties. And this comes as uh, there was a loyalty screening and governor, Abbott of Texas said that the loyalty screaming was a disgrace and that he will never send troops to DC again. Uh so those are just a few of the headlines that I found interesting today. Um you know, tensions are high and and uh rhetoric is high as well.
0: Well, yeah, and you know, there's a lot happening, you know, like were you in did we, you and I talk about uh, by the way, thanks for all the listeners in Virginia. And, uh, Mississippi out West James Graham out there, by the way, belated happy birthday to James. His birthday, I think was last week. Oh yeah. Happy Uh, birthday. And, uh, he does a good job for us on the internet and on our, on our, uh, site, uh, and just all the people listening, but you know, you, you get so caught up in everything. There's been some big things that have happened within like, uh, Christian leadership or things that have been revealed about leaders, um, Mm. You know, uh, did you and I talk about the Robbie Zacharias mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. Uh, because his ministry was huge and uh, he it's revelations are still coming out that have been now, um, you know, verified by people mm-hmm. that uh, his his board and people in his ministry are now acknowledging there were things there which that devastates a lot of people. Uh, I don't know if it, you you ever remember a name called Kirby John Caldwell. Mm-mm. So Kirby John Caldwell was a, a mega church pastor in Houston, mm. and he was a spiritual advisor to president Bush and Obama. Mm. He was many times he would be leading prayer or you would see him. Uh, he was a very, very big um, leader uh, within the Christian community out in Houston. Well, he, uh, just got sentenced, um, to, uh, six years in prison for, um, ple- He pled guilty to, uh, using his influence to persuade people to buy three and a half million in historic Chinese bonds that had wow. no value. And he got almost a million dollars out of that. Wow. And, um, he pled guilty. So he pled to that instead of going to trial. And now he got sentenced to six years in prison. And, um, you know, they were indicted back in 2018 and you don't hear a lot about that. You didn't hear a lot about it. Uh, but he pled to wire fraud and, um, you know, just, I I was thinking back, I remember watching him, uh, very well spoken and everything. And with Bush back when Bush was in office and, You know, thinking it would be really cool to be an advisor to the president. You know, like Billy Graham did that Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I had a friend, one of my mentors, a long time ago, uh, got to do that with an earlier president. And you know, he got uh, sent to Vietnam as an emissary Mm. for a special envoy from the president. Uh, But you know, when you get up doing things like that, you get around power. And Lori Mm -hmm. and I have been watching this thing on Rome and. They're just talking about how seductive power is. And, you know, if you look at within the church, um, who Jesus picked to be his emissaries Yeah, were not powerful men. In fact, we're going to be talking about that this week in SWAT. I hope uh, if you're not part of a Bible study, you'll join us. Uh, uh, because somewhere along the line, we've kind of, taken more of what I would call an American view of what it means to serve Christ, mm-hmm. uh, the popular, the powerful, uh, the influential. Mm-hmm. And when you look at who he picked, I mean, there's not a HR committee in the world that would have mm-hmm. picked those guys to think about the tremendous task that they were left with to go and make sure that the message that God's Messiah had come and all those that were his needed to respond. And they were going to start in the middle of nowhere, pretty much over in Israel, but it was the center point of the world mm-hmm. as far as trade routes and everything, and take it to the rest of the world. And I think so often we read the Bible and we don't even really take a moment to comprehend the magnitude of what was on those guys' shoulders. Yeah. I mean, it was huge. And, and so, but I just see all these things and we tend to dr- be drawn to the powerful and drawn to the very influential. And instead of just being like Jesus, Jesus came, he was God and is God. And when he came, he, he temporarily put all that power and majesty aside to mm-hmm. take the form of a servant, Paul said, and uh, Philippians. And so I was just thinking about that in light of what's going on and you know, we're having a uh, inauguration tomorrow, which a lot of times that can be like a coronation. Yeah. Uh, it, it really can be, depending upon um, what's going on. And i just I just think, as you know, believers, we it, we really need to do some reflection over this year, and and not just reflection about national things, but local things, and and more personally ourselves about. What are we going to do in 2021 to serve our king? What are we going to do to really um, put God on display in our house, our neighborhood, our local community? And how are we going to do that? Are are we going to get caught up in controversies we have no control over? Uh, Lori reminded me the other day we were talking about uh, Timothy, or uh, Paul says to Timothy, hey, don't get involved in these meaningless controversies. And it's really things that you have no ability to control. So we, you and I, we, you know, we, we read a lot and we like reading things about what's going on in the, the culture. And we, we even take the first segment a lot of times to talk about it from a Christian's perspective. But reality is uh, we can't change things on a national level. We have to change things on our, a personal level first, mm-hmm. then to local and community neighborhood then maybe city uh, or part of the city and then maybe the city and then the state it starts like that and you know david barton said last week when the uh, senate or not san antonio the fort worth school district decided to make all bathrooms one gender mm. they just they're they're no gender, basically. You can go to either one. Uh, the president of the country heard about that at the time, President Obama, and decided to make that an executive order that went out. Now, that started on a local level. Mm-hmm. And so, as believers, we, if we want to have influence, uh, first we need to remember that our primary calling is even not to change the, the bathroom gender. But to share the gospel with people, really we have, uh, you know, the disciples had the task that has been passed on to us, which is to preach about Jesus or teach about Jesus, the gospel, make disciples, and plant churches. And if you go back and you look, I mean, we think of church in the big sense, and that was one of the things Barton brought out, is we think bigger is better, but in reality – um, the, the intimacy, the accountability and the passion a lot of times is better in smaller than it is in larger. Yeah. The mob tends to control a lot of times, uh, when you have larger settings. And I was thinking even about in the military, you know, would you rather have a big bulky unit or a tight net? That's why seals yeah. go in in small teams. Mm mm-hmm you give me you know five or six seals or five or six marine uh, recon guys and they can wipe out a whole company yeah if you if they go in because they're more mobile and they're able to do stuff and they're able to communicate better Mm -hmm. it's a lot harder to communicate within a company so anyway i was just thinking about those thoughts as we go into looking at what it means to be an ambassador
1: all right sweet well stick with us we will be back with more after the break you can follow us on facebook and twitter at swat radio talk is the handle that is at swat
2: radio talk you're listening to swat radio stay tuned we'll be right back We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc.,
1: All My Hope by David Crowder. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for, uh, excuse me, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we've been talking a little bit uh, today about um, how to impact our, or how to have God influence us and change who we are uh, individually and then locally and uh, grow that way. And that that really the way that God uh, has worked in the past is through, um, those small, seemingly small efforts, not through the big mega churches, um, and people who have influence with, uh, you know, the president and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just really the, the revivals again started like Barton was, was talking about the other day. Um, he mentioned three guys, um, I'd heard of one of them, the other two I'd never really heard of. Um, but the great awakening, He said 80% of all Americans living on this continent heard George Whitefield preach Hmm. back in the 1800s without TV, social media, radio, or, you know, podcasts. And he was making the point that Samuel Cooper uh, did work in Massachusetts, Gilbert Tennant in uh, Pennsylvania, Samuel Davies in Virginia, but those were three preachers working a local area. And so, when Whitfield was going to be close, they had already been plowing up the ground yeah. yeah, and doing the work and so um we we have to get away from measuring success in size yeah and and um size of our church and human uh resources or size of our church and physical resources it's um it's really. Are, are we being faithful? You know, mother Teresa one time was asked, do you think you're successful? And she said, God didn't call me to be successful. He called me to be faithful because mm. he's the one that determines, you know, if you look at some of these guys in the Bible, you look at their ministries, you go, wow, that wasn't very successful. Mm. And, um, one of the guests we've had on here one time, uh, he's a missionary over in Africa, 25 years, three converts. Hmm. Cause he's in a Muslim area yeah. in the eyes of the world. That's not very successful. Uh, so as we look at what Paul says in Corinthians about being an ambassador of the King, we mentioned yesterday and uh, today and tomorrow, we're going to look at um, verses 11 through 21 in second Corinthians, but really this idea of when we're in Christ being in Christ, we have a new motivation. And the motivation is his love for us. It says in verse 14, the love of Christ rules controls us because one died for all that died in him. Basically, uh, he died for us. And so we should have an attitude of gratitude and be thankful and know his reality of that he died for us. He chose us just like he chose the disciples if we're his. And so when I'm not being gracious to you, because you do something that bothers me, it probably means I'm forgetting what he's done for me. Mm. I, I just, I'm not thankful. I don't have an attitude of gratitude and his love for me is not controlling me because when my identity is in his love for me, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't mean it doesn't bother me. But it means that I can look at you and can not allow what you say to me if it's hateful, you know, derogatory. Uh, And this is hard to do in the flesh. You can't do it in the flesh. You can only do it in the spirit. That's why Paul says we don't see any longer in the flesh we see with spiritual eyes. So uh, he says we don't see any longer in the flesh. And he said I used to see that way. So we have this new motivation and uh and and he says that in verses eleven through fifteen, and again that primary verse there is the love of Christ, but in verse sixteen he says, We no longer see in the flesh, uh, even though we saw this way, and he says in verse seventeen, if anyone is in Christ, he's new, and we have a new perspective, not to be a beacon to the work of Christ, but to be or I mean a barrier, but to be a beacon to to be a shining light in our world. And what he lays out there in 16 and 17 is we need to see people with his eyes. We need to see the world with his eyes. And, um, you know, Peter and all the disciples for that matter, really struggled to believe that Gentiles were welcome into the faith. It was so, uh, big, such a big deal to Peter that God had to show him three times in a vision, Mm. To go visit this guy now, because we just see a name, Cornelius, and we think, okay, Cornelius, a Roman centurion. But I want you to imagine a, not a um, person that's so vile, but a group of people that are so vile. Because in Peter's mind, the Romans were pagan idol worshipers who were unclean and couldn't be clean. He did not see them as part of the story. And God says, no, Peter, what I say clean is clean. Mm-hmm. If I say it's clean, it's clean. So you go. And then he goes into verses 18 through 21, and he says, you've also got this new power to live out this. You're an ambassador of Christ. So go be radiant for me. Go, Don't be a, a messenger of doom. Be a messenger of hope. We are hope givers. We're to be a light. That's why he said in Matthew, you know, you're a light of the world. You know, if, if you're lit, nobody's going to put a bowl on you. That it just diminishes what the light's supposed to be for. So uh, we're going to read that today and focus primarily today on this new motivation uh, that we're to have of the love of Christ controlling us. And we'll make a couple of comments about the text in 11 through 15, kind of bringing that out. So why don't you read the whole thing, 11 through 21, and we'll get it in today, all right? All right.
1: Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you might be able to answer those who boast about it. Outward appearance, and not about what is in the heart. For if we are being ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this: that one has died for all. Therefore, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who, for their sake, died and was raised. not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors to Christ, for Christ. God makes his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him in him we might become the righteousness of God.
0: In him, key part of the whole thing, in him we might become the righteousness of God. And, you know, he starts off this section by saying, therefore, by the way, for people out there who, you know, I've heard people make these comments before about teaching the Bible. You know, I don't know why he's, you know, taken so long to go through this book. Hmm. I just want to hear what I'm supposed to do. I've heard people make statements like that, or I don't like the verse by verse. You know, if you go back to the book of Nehemiah in the Old Testament, and Nehemiah, uh, when uh, Ezra was a scribe and a teacher, and it's it, when the uh, in Nehemiah eight, when Ezra started reading the law, uh, he reads the law stood on a platform, it says in verse 5 of 8, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And as he opened it, all the people stood. And he blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen. Lifting up their hands, they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. There was this spirit of humility. Now I want you to just think about that for a second. When we go into church buildings here in this country, There used to be a time where people would go in and it was a time of reflection to Mm -hmm. say, you know what they, it says they bowed their heads and they worshiped, why? Because they were paying homage to the Most High God. They were bringing themselves into his presence in a way that they were recognizing his deity, that they were mere men and he was the God of the universe. And that's what they did. But it said in verse 8, they read from the book of the law, from the law of God clearly. that It, it, it really means with interpretation.
1: Mm.
0: And they gave the meaning so that the people understood the reading. Now, I read that, and I've always known that's a good part to talk about expositional teaching. That's mm-hmm. why it's important to exposit the scriptures. But he also goes on to say, that um, for all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. Why? Because they hadn't kept the law. They hadn't heard the words in a long time. Eat the fat and drink sweet wine. Send portions to anyone who has nothing, for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. The joy of the Lord is your strength. He's comforting them. And it said the Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy. Don't be grieved. And all the people went on their way to eat and drink to send portions because they had understood the words that were declared to them. And um, you know, there's something to be said about understanding God's word. You're, you're a lot of times you don't you're not just going to read it and understand it. And they had to have people explain it, people who were scribes or people who spent their time. Now we can all read it. The Holy Spirit says. You know, need no one in the new Testament because the spirit can reveal, but there are people that have spent their lives and their calling is to preach, Mm -hmm. to explain. And it is a calling. And he goes on to say at the end of chapter eight, and he talks about how they taught it and they taught it in sections. You know, they, they taught it in little sections. And so As we look at this little section in Corinthians, the letter that Paul wrote to the Corinthians, it starts off, therefore, and it goes back to what he said at the beginning of chapter five, which was, this is not our home. We live in tents, temporary settings. These bodies, this time here is temporary. And knowing that, he says, therefore, because of that, we know the fear of Lord and we persuade others because this isn't going to last forever. When we come back, we're going to talk about how that should impact us
1: all right so stick with us we will be back with more after the break we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors a store and window as well as a special thanks to our sponsors tom Neal trucking and a special thanks to jeff andrews of highway to eternity ministries if you would like to sponsor the program please email us at doug at SWATRadio.com. that's doug at SWATRadio.com. you're listening to swat radio we'll be back after the news Confusion and chaos. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Brandon Heath with Give Me Your Eyes. If you are just joining us, we are looking at 2 Corinthians this week, uh, going through uh, Chapter 5, verses 11 through 21, and that is where we were at uh, when before we got interrupted uh, by the break. So we're going to pick <laughs> up where we were at right yeah, there. Yeah,
0: so what I was saying is 11 starts with therefore. So anytime you see that, you kind of got to go back a little bit to see what what he's talking about Mm -hmm. when he says therefore and so at the first 10 verses he lays out that that this is not our home here that this body we're living in is only temporary and because of that we're to walk by faith not by sight and we make it our aim to please god and he says because of that knowing the fear of lord the lord we persuade others He says, what we are is known to God, and I hope it's known to you. We're not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what's in the heart. Because the world, and Corinth was representative of the world, uh, they look at what's on the outside. The world system rewards the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh Mm -hmm. and the boastful pride of life. Not so with God's people. They are motivated by internal things, not external things. The internal, the spirit is what gives people a new motivation. Why? Because they realize apart from God intervening, I'm destined to hell. I'm destined for an eternity. Why? Because this is temporary. And if those you have to be perfect in order to um, be in God's presence, and none of us are. And so we're destined to hell, and we have been rescued. You know, we've been redeemed. And so we should be thankful. We should have an attitude of gratitude. And when we know that reality in the way we live our life, we allow His love to control us, His love for us. He goes on to say, For we are beside ourselves, said, if it is for God, we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us because we've concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. That's a very important verse. And the reason is, he points out the major obstacle for us, uh, sharing the good news with people, I mean, you know what it is. Out of that, what? I'll read it again. He says, "And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him, who for their sake died and was raised." So the major obstacle is that we live for ourselves. We mm-hmm. don't live for him. Yeah, we don't. We don't feel any indebtedness to what he's done in our life any real attitude of gratitude any thankfulness on our part because i'll tell you have you ever done something for somebody that you didn't have to do but you helped them out Mm -hmm. how did they respond most of the time
1: appreciatively
0: yeah and they were like do whatever you needed right yeah well why is it that god has delivered us from eternal death and he tells us what he would like for us to do, mm-hmm. and we go, "No, nah, I don't think I'm going to do that." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know you saved me from eternity, but ah, I, I are you kidding? I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna love him. I'm not gonna be nice to him. Do you know what he did to me? Do you know what he said to me? Do you know how they stabbed me in my back? Whatever. Yeah. And that's why Jesus. And listen, it's not just us. The disciples struggle with this, too. That's why Jesus was constantly going, oh, you guys, a little faith. Come on. Mm. You can't do it on your own. The whole point is you got to trust in the spirit. The spirit has to be filling you. The only way the spirit fills you, because you are baptized in the spirit, the moment of salvation. But how do we get filled in the spirit? By
1: reading the word, well, being saved and then reading the word and yeah, and re- re- praying and, and, and being in
0: communion with God. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that that's how we are filled. filled And isn't it interesting that Paul, when he wrote, um, and when he wrote Ephesians, he talks about being filled. I think it's uh, Ephesians. I think it's Ephesians where he says, "Be filled." Don't get drunk, mm. um, isn't that right? Is it Ephesians? I think so. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it's Philippians. No, I mean maybe Colossians. Let me think. Uh, I'm, my mind's—I I, I, swear—I'm starting to lose my mind. <laughs> I, I'm losing memory. Um, but, but Paul, when he he's talking about, he says, "Don't get drunk." Um, uh, he says you know, be filled instead, be filled with the spirit, not, not with wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you, when you think about what we fill ourselves with, um, you know, if you fill yourself with his word and time with God, guess what? You're going to be filled with the spirit. And so I I just think as we think about our motivation, and again, I said this yesterday, we have to, you know, revelation precedes relationship and relationship precedes radiance or shining for him. So if we're not shining for him, we have to track back to relationship. Is my relationship with God in a good place? am, Am I really in good relationship with him? If not, that relates back to revelation. I'm either ignoring his revelation or I'm ignorant of it, I don't mm. know his revelation, so one of those two things, and so um, when we think when we think about um, that little i don't know formula I said I hate formulas anyway, I don't really like formulas, but when you think about let's say that series of consequences
1: mm-hmm.
0: the the radi radiance or the shining in our life is really the the evidence of what's taking place on the inside. So if we're not shining, there's something wrong. Yeah. As his followers cuz what are his followers supposed to do? They're supposed to shine, right? Yeah. Isn't that what he say? Um I mean his his followers are supposed to shine and if we're not shining, you got to go back. If we're his followers and we're not shining, there's a, there's a problem. My friend uses this analogy. He says it's like a there's a a stoppage in the plumbing Mm. for the Holy Spirit to really work in us because the Holy Spirit's there. That's why sometimes these um, these songs that say, Lord, pour your spirit down on me, he's given you Mm. everything you need at the moment of salvation. The problem is we allow our flesh to drive us instead of his spirit to drive us. So I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. So he's, he's, Paul's just saying, be thankful and have this new motivation. Check your motivation. Were you ever told that playing football? Mm -hmm. Why why are you doing this, Taylor? Why are you out here?
1: Uh, I don't know about playing football, but definitely uh, by my dad and and stuff like that. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah.
0: Well, here's the thing, you know, over in Galatians, uh, it, it says that walk by the spirit and you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh are against the spirit. The desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other. The flesh doesn't shine. What does the flesh scream out? Like if you respond in your flesh to Ari, your wife, does that scream the love of Christ Mm -hmm. or does it scream the world?
1: So yeah, selfishness, the world, yeah,
0: it's the world system. Mm -hmm. And who's in charge of the world system?
1: Satan, the prince of the air.
0: Yeah. He says the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, pits of anger, rivalries, dissension. He goes into pretty good detail. Divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. He says, I warn you before, this is in Galatians chapter five, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Why does he say that? He's not saying you can lose your salvation there. He's saying, if you're doing these things, you better check your relationship because it may not be intact with God. Maybe it's only a pseudo relationship. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're a poser. Maybe you've got all the checks in the block, but the heart never engaged. Maybe it was only intellectual assent. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these there's no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with his passion. If we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. And so when you, you think about that, what he's saying, this new motivation we have, is his love in us. It controls us. And he says the love of Christ controls us. And then he goes into verse 16 where he says, from now on, therefore, because of that, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. What he's saying is I did that. Why? He killed Christians. Mm -hmm. And so he says not only do we have this new motivation and we should be thankful and know his reality but we also should have a new perspective perspective determines everything doesn't it yeah i mean let's say you were in a prison camp because of your faith in a in a communist country can they can they force you to have a perspective on something in other words if they torture you who determines perspective who who chooses perspective we do yeah Yeah. no matter what the external is Mm -hmm. we choose the perspective we're going to have and perspective is shaped by reality isn't it yeah and so when we come back we'll pick up on that
1: all right we will be back with more after the break you can download our swat app in the app store we'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in virginia at the lighthouse as well as in Meridian, meridian
2: mississippi listening on wmer stay tuned we'll be right back
0: parts and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com.
1: They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now right now I'm losing back. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken That is Mercy Me with Even If. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we have been talking about Second Corinthians uh, chapter five verses eleven through twenty-one today. Uh well this week we're looking at eleven through uh, 15 for the most part today. Uh, if you have any questions about that or you'd like to join the discussion, please call us at 1 844 777 7928. That's 1 844 SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWAT radio.com. That's ask at SWAT radio.com.
0: Silence.
1: <laughs>
0: Sometimes silence is good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think um, about what Paul is saying there between you know, this new motivation, why is it that we really struggle to be thankful and live in the reality that we were dead, but now we're alive? Why is that so hard for us here?
1: I think that's because, you know, we're fallen and that we still have the flesh that we have to contend with. And i think that can lead to us being like goldfish you know short, mm. short memory memory uh spans and and we become forgetful quick about you know what christ has done for us
0: mm. well you know i was um i i i talked earlier when we were talking about being filled with the spirit it is it is commanded that we be filled with the spirit mm-hmm. now um and I mentioned it was in Ephesians. It is Ephesians five seventeen. And right before he says that, he says, look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. We living in evil days. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't get drunk with wine for that's debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. Addressing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving always thanks for everything to God. For everything. That says give thanks for everything. Yeah. Submitting to one another out of reverence. That, I mean, you can't do that apart from the Spirit filling you. And again, going back to how we are filled with the Spirit. I can honestly say going back to times when I was in high school that when I spend time in the word and I spend time praying with God, doesn't mean I'm perfect, but I have more spirit drivenness to me than when I don't, even though the Holy Spirit never leaves you as mm-hmm. his child. Um, when I spend time with God in the word on it, I can tell a marked difference. What about you? Can you? Yeah. In your life. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, it's also kind of funny sometimes if I've not read, like I should, uh, you know, I haven't read every day, haven't been praying every day. And then I try to get back on it. It's like the first day I kind of feel like, like a little bit like the enemies attacking, me, like, hey, you know, like trying to get me to fall off the wagon again. But uh, you know, for the most part, yeah, I, it's that feeling of being able to, Respond more graciously to people, and then when I don't, feeling more convicted about it if I've, you know, been uh, praying each morning and reading reading the Bible.
0: Yeah, I mean, but we forget we forget why we're here, Mm -hmm. and we forget who who whose we are. Yeah, and I I think so many of us live our lives like they belong to us. Yeah, every day when we wake up, and we don't think about god we don't think about what he would want we don't think about how uh, grateful we should be and i started doing something i I can't remember when i started somebody reminded me of this but I, i try to do it every day now the first thing i do when i wake up is i thank him i just thank him for for choosing me and for uh saving me Forgive me another day to live for him and ask him for mercy, to be merciful. It's hard to be merciful because we so want to, uh, especially when things aren't going well uh, around us, whether locally in our own home, uh, you're going through stress. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's hard to have grace during those times, but he calls us to. Uh, be gracious to others not and that's to be independent of our circumstances yeah because let's face it i mean like you know he, it's like he said you know the pagans are nice to each other when they're nice mm-hmm. Yep. i mean so it really requires no holy spirit in you to be nice to people that are nice to you it's when people mistreat you and when people misjudge you and and mischaracterize you or whatever it is that you show grace back to them and you, and, and it, you can't do it apart from the spirit. And he says, you know what? Let the love of Christ control you because he died. Don't get caught up in the selfishness where you're living for yourself. You live for me, you represent me. And it's just like, um, you know, uh, um, I don't know if you, it would be like you, let's, let's say you worked for Apple, but everywhere you went, you talk about Samsung. Mm -hmm. I mean, like that's in essence what we're doing when we are not allowing the spirit to control us. We're a walking advertisement for the world Mm -hmm. and, and we don't like to think of it this way because the world is Satan. He he's the prince of this world He's been given temporary, limited authority in this world. But the bottom line is, it's like we're better representing the world than we are Christ most of the time if we're not, well, all the time that we're in the flesh. Yeah. Uh, But if we're not being filled with the Spirit. Listen, this doesn't mean perfection. We're not talking about living every day perfectly. You can be in the Spirit and respond in the flesh reactively. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because it's a knee jerk reaction, you know, um, just responding to something. If something hurts you and just in a sheer moment of human weakness, you respond, why'd you do that? You yeah. know? And then you realize, oh, I'm sorry, that just really hurt. I didn't mean to do that or whatever. And so the spirit controlling us, uh, the only way that happens is spending time in the word spending time with God and being mindful of what he's done, being mindful of what he's done for you. And I think nobody knew that more in the new Testament than the apostle Paul, the guy who Mm -hmm. wrote this letter.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's why he could be beaten by people and being jail and praying for the people who are holding him captive there Mm -hmm. or how he could go in front of Herod, that wicked guy, And say, oh, I count it a privilege to be in front of you, Herod. You know, because you know the law. You know all this stuff. And, like, you you think, come on, Paul, you're blowing smoke there, you know. (laughs) I mean, but he's being respectful to him even though he knows, hey, Herod's a pagan or even Festus or, you know. Mm -hmm. um, So uh, he's trying to help us understand that to be an ambassador, the first thing has to be being controlled by his love. And so the question that we've got to ask ourselves is: um, Are we allowing ourselves to be controlled by His love? Uh, he died for us to mold us for His use. So, if we're not, what do we do? Repent. Yes, that's always the right answer. Just about <laughs> it. We repent, and that means just to turn and say, "God, I have not been living the way I should." I've been more controlled by fear, um, my fear of you, uh, my fear of my circumstances. But I'm not allowed your love for me. Listen, I was reading this morning. um, I was reading this morning about Abraham. This is why it's so important to do daily Bible readings. Because when you read, like I read very like I was reading in Genesis, I read in Nehemiah, I read in Acts, and I read in Matthew this morning. But I was reading in Genesis about Abraham going into Gerar. And he he lied and said that Sarah was his sister. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is it, that God appeared to the king Abimelech in the dream and said, "Don't do this. Don't don't do this why?" Why did he tell that king not to do that? Well, because God's plan didn't include that. Yeah. And Abraham was scared. Abraham was afraid. And even in his frailty, God's plan is going to unfold. And I was just reading about that, and I thought, isn't it interesting? God intervened in this pagan king's dream mm. to protect his guy. And he did. He said, don't lay a hand on him. And, I mean, he said, listen to what it says over in uh, Genesis 20. And he said, uh, he said, he, he said he's a prophet, so that he will pray for you and you will live. But if you do not return her, know that you will die, you and all who are yours. I mean, that's pretty. Mm-hmm. God's telling him, you don't mess with my people. You know, he's saying, don't do that. Um, and and notice this. Uh, he said right before that, he said. The guy's going. Wait a minute! I didn't know. You yes, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't know. And he goes, he goes. Um, I, he said, "I know that you have done this in the integrity of your heart, and it was I who kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her." Mm. That's the sovereignty of God. Yeah, His plan is going to unfold, and even when we do bad things we lie because we're afraid we make mistakes we can trust in his faithfulness. and that's why i love that verse in second timothy so much it says even when we are faithless he's faithful so we need to remember he died to mold us for his use and we're engaged in a mission that's going to last the rest of our lives our mission is not to accumulate it's to distribute mm-hmm. our mission is not to hibernate is to go put him on display and so we've got to remember that and it's putting them on display bringing the hope and peace of Christ to people and we do that we're radiant how because we're in relationship with him and that relationship is based on his word so even when a guy like Ravi Zacharias Kirby John Caldwell maybe others that have preached they fail The words that were from God's word don't fail. Yeah. That's why we got to spend time in the word. So be a light and remember revelation precedes relationship, which precedes radiance. Go, go shine for him today.
1: All right. That is what we have for you today. We'll leave you with that you've been listening to SWAT Radio, if you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a nice day.